Hi, everyone. This is Mark Vina, and welcome to the More Insights and Strategy podcast, where we cover topics that focus on the smart home, home automation, home security, and even console gaming. In other words, all the cool and fun stuff. Today is Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. Uh, the focus of today's podcast is a bit of a departure. Um, I do that from time to time because I've got a fairly wide network of friends and former colleagues who bring a lot of interesting uh, assets and talents to the table uh, when it comes to talking about different things. And I've got a terrific guest today with me on today's podcast. Um, joining me is Bob Gold, who I met Bob actually um, uh, when uh, he, was, uh, he was our agency at Sling Media when I was the uh, CMO of, the, um, of uh, Sling Media, which is the company that gave birth to the Slingbox, which many of you know, and unless you know why, it's still around, although it's kind of petering out. It's a product that lets, would allow you to uh, watch um, your television at uh, your cable television uh, remotely, and it was a remarkable device at the time, but Bob um, was our, uh, ran our PR agency at the time. He's uh, president of uh, Bob Golden Associates, and I want to give him uh, a, a moment to introduce himself. Bob. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so great you're talking about something that we shared a few years ago because it goes back to my adage that all business is the business of relationships. And, Mark, yes. Clearly, as we've gone on, I'm still doing PR. You're a fantastic analyst, an industry analyst, and just the volume of information you put out is amazing. Our relationship has continued no matter what. And that is- Oh, I appreciate that, Bob. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know and, and it's terrific because, Bob, you're such an interesting- you know, individual in the PR space, because I've, you know, in the various, you know, senior jobs I've had at, you know, Alienware, Dell, Compaq, you name it, you know, I've dealt with some very, very good PR agencies. But, you know, you were interesting and unique in that, you know, you have a such a strong pedigree in the communications and broadcast field. And I want to talk a little bit about your background, because, you know, you're unusual, and I mean that in a good way, not in a bad way, Thank in you. that, Thank not to much. say that, it's not to say that there's, you know, um, you know, that, uh, there's not other uh, PR people that are good, but you know, you've been there, you've seen it all, you've dealt with all different types of clients. I want to get into that. And I want to get into a, cu a couple of different topics that sure. you know, tie to the, to the whole COVID-19 situation and maybe some recommendations on how companies can kind of break through all the craziness that's out there. But first, before we get into that, let's talk about you and you know, your background and you know, you've been doing it for 20 plus years, so you have a lot to say. So I'd love yeah. for you to talk about, about your background for a few moments. Sure. Well, you are, you are bringing up one of my favorite subjects, me. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll just say, you know, we, and today being in the COVID world, we are learning how to pivot and how to reinvent ourselves and to stay current. And as it relates to me, I was a child actor. I sang and danced on the Ed Sullivan show with Julia Krause. I was an original in Oliver on Broadway. I did wow. Cracker Jack commercials, Hallmark card commercials. I did movies, television, the whole nine yards. And by the time I was 15, my nose was big. I had pimples. My voice cracked. I wasn't a cute kid anymore. And it was time to leave that career behind and find a new way forward. And mm -hmm. I never stopped working. From the time I've been four years old till today, I have always worked. And I found other interests to move forward with and to stay engaged, to stay involved. Um, 
I was uh, the head of affiliate marketing, uh, affiliate public relations for HBO. I launched a cable network that is called was called Cable Health Network. Do you know what that network is called today, Mark? No. Lifetime. And wow. I've spent over 30 years in the cable industry. Cable television industry, if you think about it, is the sine qua non of what it means to be an entrepreneur in America. Today, a lot of that 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 um, that fanciness moved to the Silicon Valley where you are. But back in the day, being an entrepreneur meant building something that didn't exist and changing the world. Cable operators and cable programmers did that. And today, we are all connected seamlessly through the cable broadband experience that is so vital. Today, when you go to someone's house, if you're lucky enough to go to someone's house, the first thing you say after hello is, what's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> so, so, you know, it's a broad piece. And I was inducted into the cable TV pioneers, along with people like Brian Roberts from Comcast, Ted Turner, um, and other true, true greats. I'm very flattered to be in that that ilk. And last year, the Public Relations Society of America named me their Communications Professional of the Year. I saw so that. Year. I saw that. That's, yeah. that's a fantastic honor. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, I, so you, know, it's, you know, I've known you for so long. I did not know about the Ed Sullivan and the Oliver piece. And by the way, after the podcast, I'm going to share some other stuff with you okay. about that. But that, I don't want to bore people with that, but that's fascinating. Yeah. So, 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 Bob, let's kind of get into the whole, you know, the, the, this whole COVID-19 world that we're in right now, because the thing that's fascinating to me, and we were talking about, about this for a few moments before we hit the record button on the podcast, is that what I'm finding with the clients that I handle, and I handle some, you know, I have a very, very large assortment of very large traditional Fortune 100 clients in the tech space. I've got yeah. other clients that, that, are, that are startups. And the thing that's thematically consistent is that, you know, from, from a social media standpoint, from a visibility standpoint, from a bullhorn standpoint, it's almost impossible, over the last seven, eight weeks, it's been impossible to get anybody's attention without invoking the word COVID-19 in some way. I mean, if you, I was just joking before that, if you were to post a, a cookie recipe on Facebook, if you don't have the hashtag, hashtag COVID-19 in it, you know, you're, you're afraid that people are not going to see it. So, you know, how do firms today kind of, cut through that you know the you know yeah. the, uh, you know you know any suggestions and you know what, yeah. what are your so, thoughts on that because it's a, it is a problem today and it probably will be a problem for the next few months as we as we gradually get out of it yeah so so our agency did a analysis um in late march first week of april of what the media was writing about and to your point Tier one media, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, CNBC, CNN, NBC, whatever, 90% or more of their coverage was all COVID related. Mm -hmm. Then we looked at the tech media, you know, uh, TechCrunch, The Verge, right, Business Insider. Right. And we yep. found that tech media is still writing about technology. They're looking at trends, they're looking at issues, they're looking at innovations. They still are stay keeping their eye on the ball and working that way. And trade media, which is the verticals that are specific to individual industries that cover them, want to know what those businesses are doing. Mm -hmm. 
And so there is a ton of opportunity, but we tend to be overwhelmed by the media coming from these tier one large empires that are so COVID related because remember, the nature of news is if we have bad news you weren't expecting, you'll want to tune in and find more. And so we are, you know, in one sense, there are many PR people who believe that tier one media actually got Trump elected with their uh, nonstop coverage of him, mm -hmm. good or bad. It was this amazing uh, amount of coverage that got him elected. He didn't spend a dime on advertising. Yeah. And today mm -hmm. we have this nonstop media deluge about COVID. And, um, and it's hard not to feel the panic of what's coming in, but it's not all there, mm -hmm. right? Business is still business. We still yeah. are playing football in some places. And there are COVID stories that, that are, here's how we're moving forward in light of what people's main fears and concerns are. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot as we are all reinventing ourselves. Well, you know, what's fascinating is that there are technology topics that certainly have um, COVID-19 as a tailwind. And, I'm, you know, the work from home topic, uh, the video conferencing. I mean, look what, you know, Zoom was just a, a word before this, this crisis began. Now, you know, you have hundreds, you know, tens of millions of Americans using Zoom and other video conferencing products, you know, not to just work from home, but also to correspond with their loved ones and see them and, and uh, you know, be able to, you know, somehow experience some type of relationship, even though they're cooped up in their homes. Yeah. So, you know, and, um, you know, other product categories are, you know, tech technology categories certainly have a, a COVID-19, um, you know, relationship, for example, you know, um, webcams, you know, webcams, a lot, if you do all the kind of search analysis in terms of what search terms, you know, have been, uh, uh, you know, the most popular, uh, searching on webcams, obviously, is a big topic, because people are trying to upgrade their equipment at, at home. But, um, but, what, but what is your advice, you know, when you get, you know, you, uh, you know, you've worked with an, a, a number of very high profile clients of all different shapes and sizes, right. you know, you're, you're, you're in the middle of, all the entertainment action down in, in, in Los Angeles. When, and you were talking about this on that other podcast that you did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That I thought was very interesting. You know, how, how, does a, how does a startup, you know, that may not have it, that has a piece of technology that may not necessarily have a connection to COVID-19 in terms of being a solution for it or, you know, or, or, or something like that. How do you, what would you recommend to them at a high level in terms of, okay, don't give up the ship you know, there are ways of communicating and getting your message out there. Do you have any kind of high-end, high-level yeah. advice? So, so keep in mind that for startups, for example, uh, the number one issue is a lot of, lot of funding has completely stopped. It's completely mm -hmm. gone away. And that is a, um, that, that is, is a wall that every startup has to get through. But, just because, you know, we moved from an era which we, we, we got to believe was everything, which was always about driving growth, business growth, and business transformation. In fact, I would say business transformation is the heart of what you're all about, Mark, and mm -hmm. is looking at what's going on in the landscape. How do you stay current? How do you stay on top? How did, you know, how, how did Zoom get to overtake? 
WebEx from Cisco and other platforms that were well established beforehand. The, the simple issue is we are working with startups today and we're looking at how to be smart, how to work for smaller budgets. We have, for example, pivoted to say for startup businesses, we'll work as PR on demand and maybe we'll work for less money. Maybe we'll take some stock and cash to balance mm -hmm. that out. But, um, you know, one of our clients is Halsey Miner, who created mm -hmm. CNET, who was one of the first people at Salesforce who spent the first five years building that whole business up and becoming enormously successful because he's all about disruption. And now mm -hmm. with a company called Live Planet is once again going to disrupt another issue in the entertainment industry and beyond. So, mm -hmm. so there's, there's, there's very interesting things that are going on and there's ways to move forward and keep the, the, the topic current. And again, for startups and other small to mid-sized businesses, looking at trade vertical publications, looking at the tech media publications, they are hungry for your news. Right, right. Well, and you, you and I have talked about this before, is that if you have a good story, regardless of what's going on in the world from a topical news standpoint, if you're, you have a story and you have news that's relevant, um, you'll find um, a very receptive um, uh, base of reporters, you know, covering that to that want to get that message out. Right. You know, you know, the, the, you know, the, the thing that is always intriguing to me is that the, the, about the PR space is that it's so changed so fairly dramatically over the last 25 or 30 years. And when you think about the tools that you had in your toolbox when you were working with a client 25 years ago, which is not that long ago, by the way, you know, 20, you know, and you flash forward to today, you know, the tools that you have, uh, the, the, and the, the, by the way, there's both upsides and downsides. You know, the tool, tools you have from a social media standpoint, from a digital media standpoint. Um, in the old days, you know, getting your word out, there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of phone calls and a lot of it was relationship building. Not to say that's not important now, but you've got all these digital capabilities today that you didn't have 25 years ago. But, but if you're not using them properly, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes, a, a ch you know, they can sometimes work against you, frankly. Yeah. So, so what's your advice, you know, when you talk, you know, because again, from a spend standpoint, you, you, you get, you know, even though you may have to spend less dollars, if you're using digital tools, you get more bang for the buck, you yeah. know, and you, you know, so let's talk a little bit about that from your perspective. I'd love yeah. to hear Yeah, so I think insights. at the end of the day, when we look at PR and marketing, what we're looking to do is change physical behavior. At the end of the day, we want people to watch this program. We want people to use this product over somebody else's product. We want people to engage with this technology. It's a physical behavior of getting people to move, to click, to change the dial. And that is, the question is, how do you get to change behavior? Mm -hmm. And one of the basic rules is the, is the magic number of three. You know, Mark, what things come in threes? Think of our world. What comes in threes? It's part of Western mentality and thinking. Mm -hmm. Think of baseball. What happens in threes in baseball? Strikes. Three strikes, strikes you're out. out. Right. Um, if you come to a traffic light, how many lights are there? 
three lights. You're right. Three light. What about if you find a magic lamp on the, uh, on the <laughs> beach and you rub it? What do you get? Three wishes. And if you're Goldilocks, who did you meet? Uh, you, a porridge that's uh, cold, hot, and medium, if I recall. If I yeah, <laughs> three bears. Yes. And if you're little baby Jesus, how many wise men came to you? There were three. There were, I yeah. And three. if you're talking about religion and Christianity, there's the holy... The Trinity, yes. Yeah, so everything in our world is about threes. And so in communicating, we need to hit people three times in three different ways to make mm -hmm. them change their mind. And individuals don't really know where they hear something. Was it on the news? Was it a commercial? Was it an advertorial? Was it something they saw on Facebook? Was it something they read? Was it a video that they saw on YouTube? It it's needs to hit them three times in a short period of time to get them to change. And mm -hmm. that is what we need to be thinking about from a strategy or what are those ways that we can change behavior and how can we coalesce our message to come out and hit the intended audience three times, three different ways in a short period of time. That's, you know, that's fascinating. And, I, you know, that's a very, very inexpensive advice uh, to give uh, pot uh, potential clients, Bob. I, 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 think that's very, very, I think that's very, very insightful. Um, and, and the few minutes we have left here, and this is, I, we're going to have to do this again. This is a great discussion. I want to talk a bit, a bit, a bit you know, without naming names, you know, because um, you have, you probably, not probably, I know this for a fact, you've had such a, a rich history of different types of clients of all different shapes and sizes and, you know, backgrounds. And you know, what I have found that, you know, especially in the area that I'm working in now, and certainly the area that you're working, uh, that you've been working in for 20 years, that, you know, you probably have some clients that are a joy to work with, and that they're very receptive to your feedback, even when they, they hear something from you that they probably don't want to hear. And there's other times when, you know, a client, you have a client that sometimes, you know, despite you know what the right recommendation is, uh, there, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you've got a, uh, you know, a, a management team that may, or a management leader that may not be receptive to feedback. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with those situations? Are there any situations without, again, without naming names, are there any situations? <laughs> Are there any situations that you could relate to that? Because oh I, I, think, I, yeah. guess I think the most important thing, you know, I have found is because marketing and communications, you know, it's, it's not a, um, you know, it's, it's very much a field where you have to be open-minded and be willing to think outside the box and think about additional feedback and sometimes reflect upon yourself that maybe you don't have, maybe, you know, uh, the person doesn't have all the answers and you should be more receptive. So do you have a couple of stories you might share? Because I'm sure you have a couple yeah. of winners. Yeah. And so first of all, I'll say that, you know, we have lots of tools in the PR toolbox. We're all about content creation and whether we get a, a, a news release out on time or the order, that's not the issue. The number one issue of failure for mm -hmm. us is to your point is when we see a communication strategy, that needs to be implemented in order to have business success or greater business success, and we're unable to convince management to go in that way, that is our failure. And, um, and, and I take those things very seriously. There was a tech company that'll go nameless uh, <laughs> that, that I felt needed to align in social media 
with major sports influencers in order to succeed because uh, guys and guys who love sports were the number one target or people who love sports were the number one target that would buy this product. And I couldn't convince the uh, tech company to move in that way. I have today, I have a nonprofit that every year has a major, major uh, awards banquet that raises millions of dollars for which they operate under and gets the luminaries of the industry to show up. And obviously with COVID, they can't do it. And they're talking about streaming the, the award show. And it's like, no, you can't do that because no one will pay money. You won't get sponsorships. You won't get, you know, it's not like you're selling tables. You won't raise the money for a Zoom streaming award show. So mm-hmm. I've arranged for the show to be produced as a one-hour special on a cable network. Mm-hmm. Well, the board isn't sure about moving forward this way. And so they're discussing whether or not to move forward. I, I feel like, so we're pivoting and we're saying, okay, let's create a campaign that whether or not this awards event, it, which is going to happen this year and includes incredible people like Ted Turner and others are, 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 is going to happen or maybe get canceled. Let's create some video storytelling that is snackable about the value of this award show so we don't lose the momentum of that sponsorship and value going forward. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. You know, we, we could talk forever about, I'd love to really appeal into some of the stories that you have because you could probably go on for several hours. But uh, before we uh, sign off, uh, how can folks reach you, Bob? Uh, it's so easy. It's my name, Bob, at bobgoldpr.com. That's Bob at B-O-B-G-O-L-D, P-R, like public relations.com. Send me an email. Say hello. I would love that. And, and what, what's your Twitter, uh, tw- tw- uh, Twitter handle? Bob Gold in LA. That, that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Right. Well, Bob, well, Bob, listen, thank you very much for participating in today's podcast. We will do it. I am sure we will do a follow-up one. I want to thank the More Insights and Strategy audience for tuning in today to listen to today's podcast. Uh, please follow us on um, our social media partners. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twi- uh, Twitter. And until next time, Have a great weekend.